You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to part two of the Garden Report here on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. Jared Weiss, Sean Hyken here with you. Show's brought to you by Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash garden report for three free meals and free shipping on your first order. Now we're going to talk about hot chocolate himself. Gerald Green was thunderstruck tonight. I mean, talk about a classic Gerald Green performance. Comes out of nowhere in game three. He was good in game three. He was a big X factor. Tonight, he was the star of that first half. He had 15 points, I believe, in the first half. He was headhunting, going for fadeaways on the baseline. He had a huge dunk in the second quarter, second half over Dwayne Wade. I mean, Gerald Green looked like that guy that would break out for 30 points every once in a while earlier in his career. Yeah, absolutely, and I think the Bulls didn't really have much of a game plan for him because, I mean, again, they're, they're not going to go into this series thinking, hey, we need to have a game plan for Gerald Green. They were letting him get plenty of open threes. He was knocking him down. Like you said, he had that one dunk that looked like kind of the uh, the guy, you know, 10 years ago that won the dunk contest. Uh, yeah, this was, I mean, Gerald Green was, besides Isaiah Thomas, he was probably the most important player for the Celtics tonight, which is not something you would expect to hear in 2017. Well, the big thing with Gerald is that they're using him as a screener. He can either be a screener or a weak side stretch shooter. And that's the big thing is that you know, the kind of the purpose of having a power forward on offense is that you can use him effectively as a screener. They're running these staggered screens with Al Horford and Gerald together. Horford will be the first guy, Gerald will be the second guy, or vice versa. And it gives them more, kind of gives them more variance on the type of actions that they run. But really, at the end of the day, I think Gerald's big contribution tonight was a lot of the isolation scoring that he was doing. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, he was just kind of pulling up for those fadeaway shots. And he was knocking them down. I mean, that's you got to give him credit. So what the hell do the Bulls do now? I mean, you hope that in the next week there's some technology that allows you to create a bionic hand so that Rajon Rondo can get back in the series. Other than that, I got nothing for you. Because, I mean, the, you, you know, we talk about, oh, J Isaiah Cannon played for – uh, 34 minutes after barely playing this season. What else was he supposed to do? Uh, Jared Played Grant, Enzo Valentine? Jared, maybe. I mean, Jaron Grant was awful. Michael Carter-Williams was a minus 11 and plus minus in eight minutes, which I think is pretty impressive. But, I mean, yeah, Isaiah Cannon might as well go to Isaiah Cannon at this point. But, yeah, I mean, I, they just they have no viable point guards. I think that's on management for never really coming up with a viable backup point guard. Cameron Payne, their big trade deadline acquisition, was inactive tonight. It's, it's incredible that campaign still doesn't play at all. Um, and the fact that Stevens figured out a game plan to keep Robin Lopez away from the boards. And Robin Lopez and the rebound advantage really started to disappear tonight. Yeah, he did. And I just, I, the other thing is that they, that Hoiberg tried to match what the Celtics were doing and go small in the fourth quarter. Robin Lopez didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. He had a couple of possessions in the third 
where he looked like you know he was getting kind of his mojo back. He had a couple of baskets in a row, drew some fouls, got a couple of rebounds, and it looked like okay, maybe this is back to the guy that the Celtics really didn't have any answer for in Game One and Two. But then he just didn't play at all. They went small. They played Bobby Portis at the five, Nico at the four, and it just did not work as well. So I guess the one, or I guess the caveat or hypothetical that I think of, it's part of that hot take machine that I always shut off in my head. Uh-huh. But it makes sense to use it in this scenario. If Rajon Rondo hadn't gotten hurt, would we even be here, or would we even be going back to Boston for a game five? Maybe not. I don't know. I think I think the Celtics would have gotten one, but I also still think the Bulls would have been in pretty good position to win the series because that Rondo just makes that offense go. When he's on the court, guys are getting open shots. It's a lot harder for them to do what they've done with making Robin Lopez ineffective trying to run him out to the perimeter when you have Rondo out there directing traffic on defense and calling out the other team's play calls. I think the Bulls would have pretty handily won this series based on what we saw in the first two games if Rondo hadn't gotten hurt. And without him, I don't see really any way the Bulls do win this series. Okay, before we finish up here, uh, we've been talking for like 10 minutes now. We still haven't talked about Jimmy Butler, who had 23, I think, free throw attempts tonight, which is crazy. And then after the game, just completely shredded Marcus Smart. Call about him that a, life. Yeah, he said he's an actor, a great actor, actually. He said that Smart isn't going to get up in his grill again because he ain't about that life. Waiting for him to say that he's about to commit a shook night, but he didn't go all the way on the quote there. But, but. Just just to throw this out there, Marcus Smart is kind of about that life. You might want to look very up much background. about that life. It's, re- it's <laughs> kind of shocking that Jimmy Butler said that. I know Jimmy Butler, I don't think he really flops. I've never no. really seen him do that. No, Marcus, Marcus, for being a really, really tough NBA player, has a strong reputation for flopping, right. which would kind of mitigate the reputation of being tough. But it's. I think everyone that watches the show is probably aware of Marcus Smart's upbringing. They've read the stories. Adam Himmelsbach had a great feature in the Globe a couple of years ago that really detailed that. I mean, Marcus came from kind of a life of struggling on the streets. Yeah. He's, done, he's dealt with all the stuff that you could possibly deal with out there. It's funny to hear Jimmy Butler saying that. What it does mean, though, is that Game 5 is going to be a bloodbath, and that's what I'm excited for. I am excited for so much stuff. I'm excited for the Fred Hoiberg trying to not talk about the, the fine that he's going to get in the next couple of days. I am excited for Marcus Smart's response to Jimmy Butler's comments and maybe how that manifests itself on the court. Really, I mean, I think the Celtics are back in full control of the series after what happened tonight. Well, it's going to be fun. And we're going to see you after Game 5. We'll be back in the Garden in Boston. The Garden Report will be right here. Go to YouTube.com. Go to CLNS Radio on YouTube. And you're going to find this show, all the press conferences and player interviews from the games before and after the game. It's your source for everything that you need video-wise for this game right here. You can find me writing on Celtics Blog. Find all the video stuff on CLNS Radio. Uh, Sean, we can find you at The Athletic, which you have to subscribe to The Athletic. They are great. I've written for The Athletic in the Bay Area. They do amazing stuff because they get people like this guy right here. Well, we also have Stefan No, who's uh, one of our other Bulls writers. He did a piece right after the game tonight going through film and looking at whether Fred Hoiberg actually had a valid complaint about Isaiah Thomas. And, you know, here's a spoiler. You should go read the piece, but the spoiler alert is that there's really not, it's not much more egregious with Isaiah Thomas than it is with anybody else. So it's not really a very founded complaint on Fred Hoiberg's part. I really want to know how it compares to Jimmy Butler. That would be, or Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade carries the ball a lot. That'd right. Be fun. It's, every great player carries the ball. It's fine. Whatever. Um, 
and uh, also Locked on Bulls podcast, where you can find my voice before I got hoarse in the first couple of games. I'm sure I'll be doing more Locked on Bulls with you Absolutely. as we go through the rest of this week. We have another game, two more games. Two it's going to be a great another Maybe week three. of this series. Hopefully it goes seven. I want more of this series. As ugly as it has been the entire time, I think tonight it finally got really fun. So that'll do it for us here on the Garden Report. You can find him at Highkin. You can find me at Jared Weiss NBA. We'll see you after game five here on the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Welcome to the Garden Report after Game 4. The Celtics have beat the Bulls again, 104 points again, this time 95 for the Chicago Bulls. I am Jared Weiss of CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. This is Sean Hyken of The Athletic and the Locked On Podcast. Good to be back again. Four straight episodes, I believe, of us together. Uh, something like that. I mean, yeah. I'm, am I like a regular? Do I get a cut of some of these Blue Apron and Indochino uh, advertisements? Well, Blue Apron, well, we have Blue Apron, so why don't we do that Blue Apron read right now? So <laughs> before you get through for three free meals and free shipping, if you go to blueapron.com slash garden report, assuming your voice still works, you're going to sign up and get three free meals and free shipping when you use Blue Apron for the first time. Blue Apron's amazing. They send you pre-portioned ingredients to your home direct. You don't have to go grocery shopping anymore. Grocery shopping's over. Forget it. Just never, never go grocery shopping again. It's like stamps. It's like recruiting people. Zip recruiter. Grocery shopping. We're done with it. We're using Blue Apron from now on. We're all doing Blue Apron from now on. So... Uh, the Celtics, they found their ingredients. They were pre-portioned in a little big guy in Isaiah Thomas and a stretch four in Gerald Green. I mean, we it's kind of the same strategy that we saw last game. It really worked tonight because Isaiah Thomas finally had that great performance that he hasn't had since game one. That's right, and we saw them go small again to start the game with Gerald Green starting for the second consecutive game. He knocked down some shots early, but it was really Isaiah Thomas because in the third quarter, the Bulls kind of clawed back. They were down 20 at one point. They clawed back. They actually led by two points at one point in the third quarter, and then Isaiah Thomas just completely took over. It's just like the Bud Light Zamboni that drove by while you were talking. You know, I don't know why. The, I don't know why the ice is up here. The Blackhawks are eliminated. I don't know why they still have the ice out of the United Center. Let alone why they need to have the Zamboni actually like maintain it. It's I not mean, like there's going to be hockey play. It looks smooth behind us. That's all that really matters. Um, but Isaiah Thomas was able to attack attack Robin Lopez better than they had the entire series. Uh-huh. They took the strategy that they were using from Game Three, where they were instead of doing a lot of their kind of one on one DHO actions that they like to do on the wings, they're doing staggered screens over the top of the key. Robin Lopez is getting caught out on the three-point line, and the play's kind of over from there because Isaiah Thomas, uh, as Fred Hoiberg said, likes to <laughs> attack the rim while carrying the ball for three steps, which... Uh, yeah, how about that? Fred yeah. Hoiberg tried to have his David Fisdale moment. He didn't have any like viral catchphrases like Fisdale did. He didn't have like a take that for data or anything like that well, he that said, people are going to remember. He or? did say, that's all I'm going to say on that matter, and then he stormed off. So right. I guess hashtag, that's all I'm going to say on that matter. <laughs> it's not quite as catchy as they're not going to rook us. I don't think you can really make a T-shirt out of that. I mean, I don't know if any, Fred Hoiberg's ever said anything quotable that I've been around no. at least. But uh, it was fascinating. Uh, Isaiah said, I get, uh, I think he said that that's not the reason why I'm an impossible stop, as uh, Hoiberg and Jimmy Butler right, he both said. said. He, he said, I've never gotten called for that in my entire life. Yeah, the funny thing is, uh, Jimmy Butler was asked, how do you stop Isaiah Thomas? And Butler was like, I give up. He basically <laughs> literally said he gives up, that there's like nothing that they can do. And he also made it very clear that he does not think that he gets away with travels or anything like that. Like he, he was not trying to get fined. Fred Hoiberg is going to get fined. David Fisdale got fined for his comments. Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, they were not trying to get fined. 
Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler's going to have to pay that fine, right? So Is he, though? He's going to have to pay it for Hoiberg because Hoiberg is the one complaining. I mean, it's not why Isaiah Thomas is beating them. Every single star in the league gets the same amount. I mean, there was a play where LeBron James took, like, six steps from half court. Sure. They didn't call. That one was really bad. But I'm, see, yeah. I'm not somebody that really gets mad about these tr- no-traveling calls because I hate it whenever, like, let, let's say, like, Giannis or – Russell Westbrook or somebody has some incredible dunk and the vine is going around on Twitter. There's always going to be somebody on Twitter that's like, well, but he traveled. He took four steps. Like, come on. They all, they all travel. It's fine. I mean, Giannis taking four steps to go the entire length of the court. Right. But, so let's say I message here. Um, so Isaiah, what did you see that was different tonight? I mean, the, the staggered screens and him just kind of being fully engaged tonight, or I wouldn't even say fully engaged, we're just really having it tonight. He had some unbelievable shots, as he usually does, the ridiculous hook shots that he had. He was able to go to his right. He usually doesn't like to go to his right, but he, he went to his right a few times when Butler did a good job of staying on that right hip. He, he kind of had everything going tonight. Well, I think part of it was that he had somebody his own size guarding him for once. The Bulls went to Isaiah Cannon, who I believe had played a total of 21 minutes since the All-Star break. Played 33 minutes tonight once Jaron Grant and Michael Carter-Williams were not really viable. And so, yeah, Isaiah Cannon was on him all the time. Isaiah Thomas was going to go off on there. But, yeah, he was hitting some difficult shots. He was getting the line all the time. He was much more aggressive than he was in the last game. I I, I mean, this was an MVP caliber performance from Isaiah Thomas for sure. It really was. We're going to come back for part two, and we're going to talk about Gerald Green, the guy that likes to get crunk, as he said yesterday in practice. We're going to turn up in part two of the Garden Report. We'll talk about Gerald Green. We'll talk about where we think the series is going because the Celtics actually pulled it off. They tied it up. It's back to home court advantage. It's going to be interesting. We'll see you part two. Stay right on this playlist here of the Garden Report post game show on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog.